Howie's down on the boundary as the sun bursts across the MCG. And he's with General Manager of Football Performance for the Essendon Footy Club, Neil Craig. That's it, Jim. Magnificent day here. Carton already out. As you say, the sun is shining. Cleared up with a bit of rain this morning. And now the Bombers just making their way up past Neil Craig. Neil, thanks for joining us on Triple M Footy. You've been in this game for a long, long time. A win last week against an old enemy when you've come from 15, 16 points down with three minutes to go. What does it do for the feeling around a footy club? Yeah, it was a great day for us. Um, you know, we came into that game probably expecting a, a really good contest, but I think, you know, reality would have said that we would have been the underdogs. So uh, to come away with that sort of win, even though, uh, what was it, half a second? It's all it needs, Neil. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but that sort of uh, it changes the emotion enormously. But most importantly, um, it's, uh, it's about belief factor, you know, which James has been really strong with about a, a belief of uh, where we're going as a footy club and you need to better sell the message of belief and about what it looks like um, and to keep people aligned to the vision but in the end belief comes from doing and uh, I guess last week was a doing exercise um, that's uh, what's that six or seven days ago and away we go again against another a real big rivalry of the Essendon Footy Club. Good luck today, Craigie. I suppose the, the wheels turn the full circle, though, in six days, isn't it? You're expected to win and win well. So is it about training the minds just as much this week as the, the, the physical preparation? Yeah, it is, Danny. It's, um, it, you know, within a very short period of time, you go from being sort of underdogs to, uh, you know, probably warm fate. Oh. You know, and as you get better and better in this game, um, you know, the... Well, just having some uh, technical bat, issues yeah, down there. Situation. Yeah, Jim? That's Howie, I think, yeah. It's not me, Craig. You don't start <laughs> now <laughs> putting it off on me. I think we're right to go again. As right Neil gives me a hard time for the microphone not working. This is very unusual for this radio station. Their yeah, yeah, attention to detail. Jim's normally. taking all the money, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're away again, Coach. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, it is a... As you get better and better in this game, you get different pressures, you get different hurdles to get over, um, and um, you know as you improve, it, the mentality of it, it needs to be unconditional uh, because the competition is that tight and there's a whole range of different motivations for each game. Hey, Craig, you've been around footy for a long time and you've coached for a long time and uh, you've been at, at various clubs. Can you tell us how you rate Joe Watson in terms of... We know what sort of a player he is because we get to see that, but we don't get to see the leadership, uh, the seven-day-a-week leadership. Where do you rate him as a leader? Yeah, very highly, Gary. I mean, I've, I guess in you know from an experience point of view, I've been I've been lucky to see Joe close up uh, under a, um, a different circumstance in a footy club. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, no captain in the history of the game has sort of been exposed to what Joe has been exposed to. So, uh, and of course, what I've seen is some unbelievably great qualities with the way he's handled him. First of all, the way he's handled himself. I, uh, whilst I wasn't at the football club, I think he went through a really difficult period individually, you know, when it all first broke open, I think over in Perth at one stage. And then his capacity as a leader, of course, to, uh, to care for his teammates and to care for his footy club and sometimes to put his own self-emotions to a side is the ultimate test, you know, the selflessness aspect of leadership. So, um, you know, he certainly he certainly is up there with, you know, the people I've been involved with in Simon Goodwin and Rusciuto, uh, you know, and I see, a, I see a great way Nathan Jones is actually um, developing mm. as a leader as well. So, yeah, uh, he, he sits uh, very highly up there. Can, and the people listening to this would say, isn't that great? And Can you give us an example of how that plays itself out? I don't, I don't expect you to give too much away, but, you know, leadership... 
can is such an intangible sometimes. We can see the acts, the physical acts on the playing field. But, I mean, how, how does that play itself out? Is there an example or two? Well, I mean, we come to the football. First of all, Gary, I mean, we come to the football and there's this expectation that, uh, you know, the guys on the list are bulletproof, you know. And so there's, we, we expect Job to actually perform on game day. Yep. Uh, what, what most people, majority of people wouldn't see, of course, is, uh, you know, during the situation at Essendon, the, the stresses and the strains that are imposed, and we're talking about Job at this stage, so stay with him, yep. are imposed on him both from an individual point of view as well as this, this uh, responsibility and care for his club and his teammates, and yet he's also been expected to, you know, to prepare and perform. So he's, he's sort of got these additional stresses that you don't have in a football club that's, that hasn't got that sort of uh, situation around it. So it just, it just builds. It, it just builds his uh, resilience. It builds his uh, leadership skill set. Uh, which will hold him in great stead no matter where he goes when he finishes footy, whether he decides to coach, whether he goes into another business. Uh, they're all great lessons that he's learned. You know? So it's basically, you know, for people who are listening, uh, there's leadership when things are going well, which is important because you've got a better handle that, and there's leadership under adversity, which is when you get really tested. Neil, a couple of the lower-profiled players at the club who have had really good starts to the year, Mark Bagley and Travis Collier, do you think they're at the, uh, the stage now where, where they can, can rightly consider themselves to be starting 18 players? Damon, I think, I think in both those cases, uh, I would say yes. Um, I mean, I've been a big Bagley fan for a long time, um, and I love his competitive nature and his competitive spirit, uh, and even you've seen it this year. Travis Collier is a, is a good story for the Essendon Footy Club, um, and we spoke earlier in this interview about a belief factor, and with, you know, with, with a good support system around him, and Nathan Bassett's done a great job with Travis. Uh, Travis now, now believes he belongs. Um, and and is performing, you know, in a manner which would suggest that. So, uh, you know, whilst there's no walk-up start for anyone, both Travis and, and Mark, you know, would would consider themselves to have what I call team security. You know, so they're not they're not waiting for the footy show every Thursday night to find out the team to see whether they're in it. Craigie, uh, Bomber Thompson last year, Toybooth, uh, Carlisle pushing forward and and, and back. Is Hurdy got a set position for? for uh, Carlisle, because I, I just see him as a, a really good defender, and sometimes you can go forward and pinch it. Yeah. Where does Hurdy and, and yourself see uh, Carlisle? I think we, there's, there's, uh, there's Jake Carlisle down here, and there's a guy called Hurley down back, who, I mean, even last week there was a discussion in the box towards the end of the game about maybe uh, pushing Hurley forward, because he does offer something different up there, and yet the week before against Sydney, his performance against uh, Franklin was quite outstanding. Uh, the thing about Jake Carlisle, of course, he's got absolutely uh, aerial power, like serious aerial power. There's very few people in the AFL now that actually go at the ball in the air, and Jake's one of them. Uh, we saw one last night for Collingwood, uh, number five. Uh, real serious aerial power, and so whether he plays forward or back, uh, that, that quality is, is a fantastic quality to have. So uh, to have two big men, and you saw... Um, What's the hooker go forward last week as well? So, uh, and we, we've seen that in our training. So, we're, we're blessed in a lot of ways to have uh, three big quality big men. Hey, Neil, thanks very much for uh, all your time. Good luck, big game today, and of course, into next week, which will also be massive. Thanks, James. Who, who's your mob playing today? We play Port tonight. Yeah, tough. Mm, yeah, be careful of them. See you. No, we will. We don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> very. Yeah, in other words, uh, good luck, Jim. Yeah. Very careful.